things are usually what they seem. Except when they are not what they seem. We hope that distinction helps. You're listening to Under the Citadel. Hello, listeners. If it sounds like I'm surrounded by people right now, it's because I am. It's not my ideal recording space, but we make concessions where necessary. This has been a long week, one with overtime at the corner store, and my home studio is in some disarray. So here I am, recording in Aunt Libby's spare room. What's the occasion for such a commotion? Well, the whole family has gathered today for my cousin Vincent's identity reveal party. Just your average gathering of friends, family, and official government delegates. Giovanni's been cornered by Aunt Regina. She's always trying to use Giovanni to see her future. I know it makes him nervous, since telling her about alternate timelines tends to create more timelines. Quite the headache. Even my neighbor Anoush is here, if you can believe it. Ever since I read the story of Anoush over the air, he's become something of a celebrity among my relatives. I get comments all the time at family functions like, That nonlinear time story was delightful. Why don't you do more stories like that? Or, Oh, is your little show still going? Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. You know, truthfully, I'd rather not be here. Identity reveal parties are blown way out of proportion. You know, I saw them wheeling in a three-layer cake and a whole cart of cannolis. It's just another ordinary day. No one cares. Sorry, that's insensitive. It's a perfectly ordinary, special occasion for Vincent. I'm happy for him, truly. When I told Robin about this event, she informed me that such parties are celebrated exclusively here in the Citadel. She had never heard of such a thing until she moved here. That honestly baffled me. On the off chance that more of our listeners are unfamiliar with the origins of our city's identity legislation, I've elected to give some background. To start, here's a story. Chloe Meyerson woke up one day to find that now she was a beetle. This was particularly confusing, as the previous day she could have sworn she was human— but her current circumstances convinced her otherwise. She publicly declared herself to be, in fact, a beetle. Chloe went through all the requisite legal channels to declare her identity, filling out mountains of paperwork which, as you can imagine, would be difficult for a creature without thumbs. Much of the documentation required that she describe how her current identity always was true, how she felt like a beetle in childhood, and has always been, in every facet, a beetle. No sooner had she crossed the final T when she suddenly transformed back to her prior human form. Investigation into the matter revealed that she had inadvertently mastered the art of shape-shifting in her sleep and simply happened to be fixated upon beetles that night. Later, redefinition took a lot of time, and she is still frustratingly listed as a beetle on her southwest itinerary. Of course, in hindsight, we can say that she was always a shapeshifter. But do we know that, really? 
People in the Citadel develop strange abilities all the time. Chloe's experience is one of myriads of similar experiences. When six-armed Stanley famously grew another opposable appendage, his seventh arm was considered an illegal accessory for several months. Manifestations of abilities don't necessarily fit neatly into their past experience. But we only have our current moment in time to interpret our existence and categorize it for public scrutiny. Identity is extremely important in the Citadel. If we don't have the words for a personage, we can't determine any meaningful legislation. And often, once we have applied a label to a being, they later prove to fit outside of that box. We are not perfect definers. Definitions constantly grow beyond our pitiful parameters, like a snake shedding its old skin. That's why our benevolent city council opted years ago for a simplification statute in Citadel law. Any citizen, once they are sure of their identity, they simply invite a delegate from city council to be present and fill out a single form, which cascades into all other forms of identification. A very convenient process. When this was first introduced, it was abused, for sure. Some jokesters redefined themselves as pickles or news vans. This had particularly interesting ramifications. Let's say you are legally a pickle. Now it's technically illegal to sell you a jar of pickles, since that falls under the buying or trading one's own species. And applying for a license at the DMV is a headache when your ID marks you, the driver, as a vehicle unto yourself. I actually have a friend in this exact scenario. Instead of hands, he has a functional rotating wheel at the ends of his arms, so he's not allowed to operate a vehicle. But he is allowed to park in handicapped parking, so that's a plus. Anyways, abuse of the identification system faded quickly as the novelty wore off. Continuing onward, though, it has helped countless individuals become more recognized as their true selves. Identity reveal parties are very in vogue right now. Lots of people have a new reveal party every few years just to keep everything up to date. I'm sure the free cannolis have nothing to do with that. This is actually Vincent's second reveal. I don't think he can top the last one, where he had a big piñata and announced that he has pyrokinetic abilities, meaning he can light things on fire with his mind. He also took the opportunity to officially change his name to Vincent, which was nice. Everyone's all abuzz about what he could announce this time. Personally, I think he just wanted to include his boyfriend in the festivities. I don't blame him, honestly. They weren't dating during the last party. Oh, since this is an official episode, I should probably plug my sponsors. But they haven't given me any copy to read, so I, uh, I guess I'll do my best and improvise. <clears throat> the Undesirables. Uh, they're, uh, really good for you? Even if you're no good to anybody else. Hmm, it could use some workshopping. What about this? Visit our downtown office for free t-shirts and radiation testing. I've taken them up on that. It's actually pretty fun. One minute. I'm still working. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm turning it off. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Listeners, I had to put away my recording equipment, but I realized that this is the perfect end of this episode. I'm lurking at the back of the proceedings prepared to give you a live play-by-play. -play. 
Aunt Regina made a big stink about me secluding myself and not participating, so I'm doing this in a covert fashion. I'm currently holding a handful of cannolis to obscure my microphone. No one will suspect. Yes, Uncle Killian, I know you can see me. Oh, it's starting. From where I'm standing, I can't see much. In front of me, the city council delegate has whipped out a quill and paper. They've adjusted their fedora, which allows me a better view of the proceedings. Okay, I can see that Vincent is pulling his boyfriend up in front of the crowd. I think his name is Aiden? I'll figure that out later. He's handed him a small firecracker. Vincent is scrunching up his face in concentration, and through sheer force of will, he set fire to the fuse. Is this safe? This can't be safe. Oh, several fireworks just shot into the air, showering us in glitter bombs and bright colors. Oh, it's a beautiful spectacle. But I don't get it. There didn't seem to be any kind of hidden message. What's the reveal? Wait, Vincent did something. But I can't see him through the crowd. Where did he go? Oh, oh that's so sweet. Oh, just delightful. Oh, I, I wish you could see this. Way to go, Vincent!
friction within me is keeping me still. I don't think I loved you, and I don't think I ever will. So if you should run from me, I take off my hat. You're the first in a long. What a special occasion, listeners. Whether you know it or not, you've just participated in a very tender moment. Now that I'm back at my desk, allow me to set the scene of Vincent's party. As I described earlier, all friends, family, and government officials were gathered in the backyard for the big identity reveal. Vincent invited his boyfriend to join him up on the risers, and Aiden enthusiastically assented. Aiden was handed a firecracker, which Vincent lit using his pyrokinetic fingers, which I still think was unsafe to do in such close proximity to a large crowd, but still, the explosion was beautiful. But it was also a diversion. While everyone was distracted, Vincent dropped to one knee. Aiden was speechless, red in the face, caught totally by surprise. A tiny velvet box was held open, but their eyes remained fixed on one another. Fighting back tears, Vincent recited the following. My heart is already yours, and I give it freely. Will you take my hand as well? A timid yes, followed by a resounding yes, and the couple embraced, swaying and laughing. What a special intimate moment to share in front of 200 of their closest friends. And there you have it. Documentation of my cousin Vincent's engagement party, cleverly masked as an identity reveal party. Everyone was thrilled. Well, everyone except for the council representative, that is, who looked very nonplussed. Vincent will inevitably have to pay a fee for wasting the time of a government employee, but it's a small price to pay for love. You know, I'm glad we could experience this together, listeners. I mean, you won't really hear it until after I've edited it for broadcast, but you are with me in spirit. Until next time, dear friends. Until next time. This has been a production of Real Contender Storytelling. Under the Citadel is written by Bree Porter, with Davey Morrison as the voice of Santino. Original music by Michael Biancardi. You can find the full score on SoundCloud. This episode's featured song was That's Not Me by Emily Brown. Find her on iTunes or Spotify. The Citadel needs you. I need you. Join our community on Patreon to get project updates and special member bonuses. Just search for Under the Citadel Patreon. Our podcast has a family. Be sure to check out our other productions at realcontender.com. Thank you.